Hi everyone, this is Darren and it is the 9th of June um, and it is uh, very, very warm here in the United Kingdom. Anyway, so let's go on with the chart. The first um, time in a while since I've done the new entries, re-entries and then the top 40. So it's time uh, we did that and then we'll do the, um, so the singles first, then we'll do the albums and then the films in the order. So let's go. Let's get on with this. So 100 new entries. Stay Kids S Class. At 99, new entry. Double R Slim. A new entry at 98. Under You by the Foo Fighters. A re entry at 97. Yellow Coldplay. And a new entry at 94. So Much in Love by Dodd. Re entry at 92. Do I Wanna Know? Arctic Monkeys. New entry at 90. Mona Lisa. Dominic Fike. And a re-entry at 85, Bad Habits by Ed Sheeran. And then we carry on all the way until we get to number 63. And that's, the song is called Bread and Butter by Gunner. That is a new entry. And a new entry at 59, Annihilate, Metro Booming, Swali. 56 is a new entry, Calling by Metro Booming, Swali, Nav. And Nav, sorry. And at 52, sitting on top of the world, Burner Boy. New entry at 51, Am I Dreaming, Metro Boomin, Asap, Rocky, Rosie. New entry at 49, Antihero, Taylor Swift. And now then, so we'll get on with the top 40 at 40, down from number 8. Uh, that is, of course, a big fall by Ed Sheeran and the song called Eyes Closed. At 39, Kali, Area Codes. At 38, Harry Styles, Late Night Talking. At 37, Big Climb, Off 30 Places, Byron, Messia and Talibans. 36, if May Stevens, If We Ever Broke Up. 35, Becky Hill, Lewis Thompson, Side Effects. 34, Bakar and Helen Back. 33, Glass Animals, Heat Waves. 32, La Bianca, People. 31, Florence and the Machine, Dogs, Days Are Over. At 30, Jonas Brothers, Waffle House. 29, Jay Huss, It's Crazy. 28, Big Climb from 45 last week, Georgia Smith, Little Things. 27, George Ezra, Green Green Grass. Staying at 26, Beyonce, America Has a Problem. At 25, Jax Jones, Colin Scott, Whistle. At 24, Millie Cyrus, Flowers. At 23, Lana Del Rey, Say Yes to Heaven. 22, A Big Rise from 63 last week. Anna Lang and Roro. And the song called Good Love. New entry 21, Weekend Playboy, Carty and Madonna. And the song called Popular. 20, down 8 places, Taylor Swift and Karma. Staying at 19 is Beyonce and Cuff It. Post Malone goes down 2 places to 18 this week. With the song called Chemical, new entry at 17, Dave and Central C, UK Rap. At 16, Lil Dirk featuring J. Cole, All My Life. At 15, Dave Guetta, Annie Marie, Coyle Ray, and the song Baby Don't Hurt Me. That's a 15, of course. 14, new entry, Dave and Central C, Trojan Horse. 13, up 7, Dua Lipa, Dance the Night from Barbie, the album. And Kylie Minogue goes up. From 23 last week to 12 this week, Padam Padam. At 11, 50 50 and Cupid. 
At number 10, Lewis Capaldi, wish you the best. At 9, Harry Styles, as it was. At 8, Rudimental, Charlotte Plank, Vibe, Dances, Healing. At 7, Loreen, Tattoo. At 6, Rema, Calm Down. At 5, David Kushner, Daylight. At 4, Switch, Disco and Hella Henderson, React. At 3, Jazzy, Giving Me. And down from the number 1 spot to number 2, this week, Calvin Harris, Ellie Goulding, A Miracle. And Ryan to the number 1 spot, Dave and Central C and the song called Sprinter. So there you go. There's your new entries, re-entries and the top 40 with the new entries straight into number one. And so now we'll uh, run down the album chart. Okay, let's run down the top 40 albums um, for this week. And first published on the 9th of June. We'll do 41 because there's a new entry at 41. There you go. See, we'll give you one more. New entry number 41, Baxter Jury. I thought I was better than you. Uh, 40 new entries, Stray Kids, 5 star. Is that the 5 star that I'm thinking of? At 39, Oasis, What's the Story, Morning Glory. At 38, Lil Mix Between Us. 37, Nines, Crop Circle 2. Oliver Rodrigo, Sour. The album Sour goes down one place to 36 this week. Down 4 to 35, Taylor Swift, Reputation. Down 1 to 34, Taylor Swift, Folklore. And down five places to 33, Ed Sheeran and Divide. Down three places to 32, Fleetwood Mac, Rumours. And down to 31, Post Malone, The Diamond Collection. New entry at 30, Rivalson's Dark Fighter. At 29, Equals Ed Sheeran. At 28, Arctic Monkeys, Whatever People Say, I Am, That's What I Am. Down three to 27, Michael Jackson, The Essential. Down one place to 26, Queen, The Greatest Hits. Down two places to 25, Lewis Capaldi, Divine and Inspired to a Hairless Extent. Down to 24, it goes Harry Styles and Fine Line. Down one place to 23, Taylor Swift, Lover. Down one place to 22, Oasis, Time Flies, 1994, 2009. New Entry, 21, Avenged Sevenfold, Life is But a Dream. Down one place to 20, Taylor Swift, 1989. Up one place to 19, SZA and SOS. New Entry, 18, Jack Shears, Last Man Dancing. Down one place to 17, Abba Gold, Greatest Hits. New entry at 16, Royston Club, Shaking Hips and Crashing Cars. Down one place to 15, Eminem, Person Called The Hits. New entry at 14, Bob Dylan, Shadow Kingdom. Down two places to 13, Fleetwood Mac, 50 Years, Don't Stop. Down two places to 12, Elton John, Diamonds. And straight into number 11, She'll Be Very Happy, Louise Redknapp. Or Louise and Greatest Hits. At 10, down four uh, sorry, down six places goes Ed Sheeran and Dash. Um, or is it... I don't know what it is. Uh, <laughs> up six places to number nine, Arctic Monkeys AM. And new entry, eight, Sophie Anspexter, Hannah. That came in from absolutely nowhere, because I had not even seen that yet. Uh, down one place to seven, Beyonce, Renaissance. There you go. Down one place to six, Weekend, The Highlights. Down two places to five, Harry Styles, Harry's House. Down two places to four, Taylor Swift, Midnights. Down two places to number three, Lewis Capaldi, Broken by Desire to Heavenly Scent. A new entry at two, Noel Gallagher's uh, High Flying Bees or something. Council Skies and straight into number one, Foo Fighters. But here we are. Uh, really interesting title that for the Foo Fighters. I've actually seen that album, uh, but I've not heard it yet, but I certainly will do. I'm not really into heavy rock or kind of semi-rock, uh, but I do like the 
um, some of the Foo Fighter songs of the past and perhaps some of the songs um, on that album might be pretty good as well. A bit more relaxed, a bit more poppy kind of thing, mainstream rather than just like, you know, that kind of music. Just can't deal with it. So anyway, let's uh, talk and go through the top 40 um, films. Okay, um, I've just realised that my last recording had the top 40 uh, films on from the 7th of June. So there's no point in repeating uh, the films. Uh, so that is that for uh, this week. Um, the official charts company do the charts. Uh, you can uh, look at, on yourself at the charts, officialchartscompany.com. Uh, and, um, and some very interesting um, albums and... Uh, in, in, in that chart and some songs uh, hitting the hitting the charts as well. Um, some some quite sh um, shocking um, rises and drops and uh, it's always like that in the charts. Um, sometimes you get a re-entry straight into number one, or you get a whole range. You know, you get a load of re-entries or like a load of new entries, uh, but then you get some really boring kind of charts and uh, and that's just the way it is. It's uh, it's it's what you download. You know, if you if you if you try to understand how these charts are compiled, it's what you're downloading. At one time, it used to be vinyl. Um, used to um, you just used to buy a single or an album uh, or a cassette, even a vinyl or cassette, and that would have a code for that song on the the actual receipt. Um, it'd be there somewhere, so there'd be a code on it. So, for instance, uh, back in the day. If uh, if you if you bought Howard Jones like to get to know you well, that'll have a code on it for like to get to know you well. So every single code will go into a um, into a machine, into um, you know into a, into a program, and it'll just calculate every single song, every single um, on that. I'll say like say Howard Jones like to get to know you. I was eighteen, so. That'd be one song bought, so it'd go onto the onto the tally, and then say like a thousand people bought like to get to know you well at that same time would go into the into that program too. So it would just give you like a pie chart of how many songs uh, at, for for number eighteen has been bought, and I think the probably cutoff point would be probably Friday evening. I would have thought so, or maybe Saturday. I'm not sure. But the chart would always be compiled uh, on Sunday, so perhaps Saturday night uh, would be the cutoff point, um, rather than Friday, I would imagine. Uh, so, so then the top forty would be produced first, listened to on Radio One. Um, I think um, then eventually other stations started um, getting involved with the charts as well, which really didn't. Really didn't impress. That's to be honest. With you. I think I think it should have been uh, Radio One, and the one chart, the one real chart, uh, should have stayed as it was. But there was other people, other you know, stations trying to butt in, trying to get some of that uh, club, some of that, um, some some of that listen. You know, the listeners, uh, the tally, the the figures. They wanted to take a bit of bit of a chunk of. Of the millions listening into Radio One at six o'clock on a Sunday evening, um, but yeah, it's, it was uh, that's how they did it, and um, it's similar today. So they'll just have a code 
to 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 every um, download. Um, how they do that, I really don't know, but there'll be a code. And I think it'll be a much, a much easier process to be honest with you, uh, if you're my opinion. Um, so that's how it's worked. Um, so it really matters, you know. It's not just like someone making it up. It actually really matters. Um, so. So yeah, that, that's uh, that's how, that's how all, all, all it's uh, how it's all collected and everything. And um, so every download, the, the download that you you know you, you an album or something like that doesn't make any difference. That's why you see sometimes uh, in the back of the chart, um, top one hundred, right at the bottom, there'll be um, sing singles people are downloading. Um, or albums that people are downloading from all different types of things, Apple Music or something like that, and um, and your know, people like Duran Duran or you know, or, or the you know the eighties music. A lot of people like the eighties music still, and uh, still got its fans. And people just you know suddenly start liking a song, and they hear it all the time. Their friends play it, so they want it. And then so so suddenly that song with again a code or or a number will start gaining uh, some ground. You know the little figures will start moving up a bit, and that will bring it into the chart. So that's how it's worked, and it still works the same. That's why you get re-entries um, because people start buying it again. Um, so anyone who makes a single. At any time, could quite easily get into the top four. Could even make it number one, but I kind of doubt it. Um, so yeah, Louise has got um, a new album out, um, the new entry at number eleven uh, this week. I know about Louise, uh, Louise Redknapp, uh, Jamie Redknapp's wife, of course. Um, she's uh, she's been on a YouTube channel uh, doing some lives and. Um, previewing songs that to be honest with you um, any of the new songs I've not heard a proper album yet but it's all kind of like remixes and stuff I'd imagine and songs that have gone gone by um, she's made a couple of pretty good songs uh, that I like anyway um, of course she used to um, be in the band Eternal uh, but then uh, Eternal broke up and she went she went on her own and she did quite well for herself, but she went out of uh, out of the limelight for quite a while, actually. But now she's back. And to be honest, she has, she hasn't really she hasn't really aged. <laughs> um, she still looks really fit, you know. Um, so yeah, that'd be one thing. I know it's Lana Del Rey. Um, I I don't like Lana Del Rey songs, apart from West Coast. West Coast, and I think there's another one um, that was quite good. I can't remember the song. Uh, sorry, I can't remember the song title, but um, there's one other song that I liked. But the albums that she's the, I've listened to a, a, a new album, and it's really, really bad. <laughs> I mean, really bad. There's nothing good about that album. There isn't any catchy songs. There's no. It's just some w woman with a lot of talent just babbling on, trying to sing. 
uh, when she should be really kind of looking at the music of today and trying to kind of use her kind of music but in, a, in this type of world, today's music. And uh, you can do that, you know. But she's, uh, she's, she's gone about it a different way and uh, it's not really worked for her. You know, if you look at uh, something that works, you know, West Coast was a, f a massive hit. And she, f she just she has to sit down and say, it's the same with Avril Lavigne. Avril Lavigne's the same. Uh, although she's been ill, it's different. But it's still the same. If you look at Avril Lavigne, she's, she's, she's more famous, more, will always be more famous than Lana Del Rey. But she's come back after a long time out with um, an album called Love Sucks. And um, I think she's got another album out, or soon anyway. Um, but if you listen to her songs, uh, her older songs, and, uh, and the new songs, you can see that she's trying too hard on her, on her new album. You can hear it in her voice. And the songs are not... It's just not catchy enough. Do you know, like the, the older songs, even the slow songs, she made quite a few slow songs. They were, they were brilliant. Some of them absolutely fantastic. Uh, some of her um, catchy songs, even even better, you know. And um, so, why do you ch why do you want to change it for? Something if something works, you shouldn't change it. Maybe just slightly for the, to, to today's music. Maybe you think, well, you know, it's, it's all over the place. To be honest with you, um, but you can try and make it kind of up to date in you know, the beat, but um, not change too much. But they've changed everything. Both artists have changed everything, and now they're struggling. They can't work out why it's not their albums are not doing well. They can't work out why their songs are not doing well. And um, it's simply because they've changed. They changed. They changed everything. And you, the fans, including me, I'm a fan of uh, Avril Lavigne. I'm going. What the hell's that? Literally, I'm going. What the flipping hell's that? I'm not going to buy that album. I'm not going to buy that song. It's a lot of shit. That's not Avril Lavigne. You see where I'm coming from? So I'm expecting to. Um, Hear similar or the same kind of sound from the artist, and um, and it's just different, and it doesn't sound right. So I suggest to people, to to artists, um, especially like Avril Lavigne or Lana Del Rey, and all the others really, it's just to kind of keep it the same way, same beat kind of thing, same kind of sound. But with a bit of a 2023 uplift, not completely change the whole damn thing. And then don't, you know, don't start, you know, putting too much pressure on yourself because you're just going to sound stupid. Um, so there you go. That's a bit of some some uh, some common sense for for all the art artists. We've got Seal um, without question because he's going to be touring in September. Um, and I think Seal will um, bring out a new album 
before then a song first uh, from the album and then we'll get uh, we'll get the album and uh, it's been like we've been nearly five years before he's made a proper studio album um, so it'd be quite interesting so he's gonna have to keep it the same way but maybe just a bit more uplifting to uh, 2023 standards uh, you know you can't completely stay the same because then it's just like the same album every single time so you just need to change a few things but keep it the same like Seal would be better to have um, an orchestral background behind him do you know what I mean because his voice it's the same with Amy Amy Lee from uh, Evanescence she doesn't suit a rock kind of style band she's definitely does not suit that music some of the mainstream songs that Evanescence have done yes definitely suits it it's not too heavy but when it gets too heavy she's just got the most beautiful voice like she, she's just got the most amazing voice and why is she ruining it for with this stupid band she's in she needs to link up or maybe just do her own songs um, that suits her voice, you know. Not too kind of slow and, you know, have, have a bit of, have a bit of oomph to it, but in the same style as the um, previous Evanescent songs are. That's what she needs to do. Some more orchestral bits of the um, in there. It suits her voice, you know. Um. Well, yeah, Evanescence is going to be playing at the Download um, Festival very soon. And um, it's good to see that they're actually touring again. And um, perhaps we'll get more music from them. Um, so there's, there's some, uh, some information. I, I've, it's all about talking about music, and that's what this is about on the charts we'll have a bit of a gab about music it's um go back into time um you know i i was uh i was heavily into the new wave scene um i grew up um in the um when i was in secondary school i grew up with all the 80s music I, was, I, I tell you what, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not joking you, um, and I'm going to do a podcast about this because I think it's so interesting. I think people would be interested in it. Um, my experiences of '80s, and um, not the early '80s, but you know, the, say the '83. Well, I suppose it is early in some ways. Um, from '83, anyway. Um, you know, I, I, I remember. Uh, I got a transistor radio. Back then, uh, we we didn't have any of these fucking what we've got now. So, you who remembers the um, tape cassette recorder with a little tiny speaker in it, and you you had like a little handle with it, and uh, you know the cassette. It was a cassette recorder, wasn't it? Um, we didn't even have CDs then. It was it was vinyl and cassette. And um, Dolby NR, who remembers that? I was when when I was when I was at that time. 
Um, I couldn't. My 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 parents were, were quite poor. In fact, we were very poor. In fact, so we was on the breadline. In fact, below the breadline in, in most cases. But um, I used to see because I was into music so much. I used to see like other um, stereo systems, and I used to go to a place called um, Tandy's and um, Dixon's, because Dixon's was all arranged then. They, they were going up against Curry's. And um, I used to be always, always been in Dixon's, you know. And uh, I, was always a, I was always there and, and listening to music in, uh, in, in uh, Woolworths or, um, or John Menzies wouldn't. I'll tell you a bit about John Menzies in a bit, but um, equipment in Satios, uh, sorry, in uh, in Dixon's was Satio. The ma majority of stereos was Satio. Um, and similar in in, um, in Curry's. And uh, these massive big tower stacks, these to be massive, these to be. And uh, um, like all these lights and switches, there was like this, there was always a graphic equalizer on it. Um, and back then, in in the in the early eighties, it was it looked like something from outer space, you know. And uh, you could change the, the actual equalizer were re was really poor, like dreadful. Looking at it now, this the graphic equalizer then was just absolute garbage. Uh, actually, the whole bloody thing was garbage. But like I say, though things have moved on. So in eighty three, eighty five, eighty nine. 90 even um, these these things were were um, were all a rage and uh, I used to see um, Dolby NR next to the tape recorder I never understood what the NR means I never quite understood so I made it up in my mind I was completely wrong <laughs> NR means noise reduction that's what not Dolby does. Um, they started with noise reduction on tape recorders, and um, and what it what it was supposed to do is this noise reduction. What it, what it actually tried to do is get rid of the hiss. So when you played a tape record, a, a music on a tape recorder, you'd hear like a load of hiss, like like that, literally like that. And then your music, so you didn't actually get to hear the music, you heard more of the hiss. So on a, on a normal t uh, cassette player, so on um, a Seisho or, or or a stereo, which was quite expensive back then, um, you know about 150 quid. You know that was that was like really really expensive, and um, it would have Dolby NR on it. Um, but I I tried it. I put my cassette in in one. I said, "Can I? Can I play?" He said, "No problem. Go and play. Play with it." And I put me, um, I put my cassette in it with my favourite song, ready, literally ready for it. Um, and I played it, and the bass man, holy! It wasn't. I mean, back then it was brilliant, but it's probably sound like tin cans right now. But back then it was sounded really good. But I could hear a lot of hiss. You know, on, on, on a good stereo, which I couldn't afford, you could still hear the hiss. And I thought, 
well this is like an expensive stereo yes I'm getting better I'm getting the proper sound but like why, why the hiss I thought that would go and I said to them I said to the guy I said um why is, you know this is an expensive thing why am I still getting hiss for on the I can hear Morris and he said just just stay that switch over there and yeah I said put it push it down and I pushed it down and the hiss just went and I went, wow, <laughs> that was magic. But I could, st to be honest with you, I, I could, I could actually still hear a bit, but it, it fucking reduced it um, with some bass on it. Um, I, I couldn't hear it at all. All I could hear was the song. Uh, Dolby uh, actually got better and better, but that was the very first time Dolby came about. So there you go, a little bit of information for you about Dolby. Um, they are now are just. Um, you know, they've got Dolby Atmos and Dolby Vision. Um, but for me, I th the only time I really um, kind of got to grips with Dolby, not with the hiss, because they got, you know, the, there's no tapes. It, it, suddenly the tapes and the vinyl went. Um, so they had to reinvent themselves. So uh, Dolby decided to um, get into the graphic equalizer kind of thing, try to... Um, modernize music to make it better, to make it sound better, um, you know, to give it that oomph. And um, first time I I I had uh, I had that was when I downloaded uh, a software update to my LG phone. This was a long time after the eighties, by the way. And because um, it sounded the the actual LG phone. Um, it was really old, right? But it still had like a 3D, 3D thing on it, um, and it sounded like a tin can, literally. It was it was dreadful. And um, the last download, last software update to that phone um, was Dolby. Dolby for music, it was called. And oh right, cool, because of course I already knew about Dolby. But I didn't know they they went into sound enhancement, and uh, the music man, it just it, my whole phone just went into life. Like I could hear everything. It's like when I put my headphones on, it's totally different. Things I could I couldn't hear previously. I could hear in the song. Magic it was. Um, but now Dolby Atmos, I mean that's the latest thing. Just shit. Because the speakers, one thing that Dolby have forgotten about is that the advancement of speakers and the thing that, that TVs that, that are tuned, um, there's no point in having Dolby. Because the only thing they've got now um, is enhancing the sound, but the sound is already enhanced. So there's no point in... So that's why when you put some Dolby, Dolby Atmos on, and you play it next to it. You just can't. You can't hear any different. There's no difference to to a normal sound. So um, that's why it's, you're wasting your time. You waste if you if you're going to get yourself something and it's got Dolby Atmos on it, and it's ex more expensive than that than the next thing, then you're just wasting your money. You just you're just literally wasting your money because it's exactly the same sound as the next thing that doesn't have it on. So, um, 
so that's why that's why you don't you don't you don't have it. So so rip off. But Dolby Vision like again, if you look at Dolby Vision, it's pretty good. There's no doubt about it. Um, but then if you've got yourself a Samsung or something with um, an AMOLED display with a really good nit brightness and refresh rate, you don't need Dolby Vision neither. <laughs> you know, so you be paying, you might be paying more out for that. For absolutely no reason. Um, so yeah, I think the days of Dolby are, are pretty much numbered. To be honest with you, I think they're they're numbered because things are just getting better and better. Um, THX, of course, is the best, without a doubt. Um, that's that is an improvement. <laughs> they they win the day without a doubt. Um, so the eighties was uh, the music scene was uh, was brilliant. You know we had um, Howard Jones, Paul Young, Nick Kershaw, Tears for Fears, Duran Duran, Wham, uh, Eurythmics even, uh, Spandau Ballet, UB40, China Crisis. They st they still play China Crisis. Um, Frankie goes to Hollywood. Madonna was always, was there. Um, Michael Jackson, of course. Uh, Whitney Houston. Um, all these, all these artists and bands and um, Human League, of course. You, you've got all these bands, and it wasn't rap music. Wasn't anything. Um, pop. It was all pop music, really, in the eighties. Um, and it was brilliant it was absolutely fantastic it was like football wasn't anything compared to um, pop music even though the football was still there people still supported the teams it wasn't, it wasn't the same it was like the Premier League the pop, music, pop stars of the 80s were Premier League and the footballers were like third division. That was the gap of fame, of what what people wanted, what people listened to, and and that that is really interesting um, because that's really true as well. And um, radio star radio presenters um, were like stars too. Um, and we we used to have a radio star called Timmy Mallet, Timmy on the tranny. Now the, now the thing is, we used to used to have all these kind of um, these jingles, but you wouldn't get away with that today. You can't say Timmy on the tranny, can you? Not in today's world. <laughs> so there'd be quite quite a lot of um, the the um, the jingles that would probably not not uh, make make it through uh, this day and age, but. Um, Timmy Mallet was um, was on Key One Hundred Three, and um, he 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 was brilliant. He really was. Um, Steve Penk, he, Steve Penk is um, actually on Happy Radio now, but um, very ba very badly publicised radio station, by the way. Poorly promoted. Um, not really. Um, not not promoting themselves, not getting out, showing 
what they are, that they're a station for, in Trafford and they're not doing anything. Rubbish, absolute garbage. Um, so yeah, Tim, Timmy Mallet, Key 103, um, he, had, um, he had his show uh, 7, or was it 8, till 10 or something. And uh, it was just goofing off. And it was like, um, you know, it, it was just music and goofing off and, and battles and stuff. Uh, they had a, I remember um, he had a, a Battle of the Bands competition. The, the last hour was a Battle of the Bands. Brilliant idea. Absolutely fantastic idea. And uh, you would have a, a song, you would have like, say, Madonna versus Paul Young, you know, and... And he'd play Paul Young versus Madonna music, you know, like so. Like uh, every time you, everything, everything must change or something. Yeah, everything must change. Paul Young and say, um, I don't know, um, one of Madonna's songs, um, "Papa Don't Preach." Yeah, it's one of my favourite songs from her. So "Papa Don't Preach" versus "Everything Must Change," and then people would um, ring in. And, and and tell them which one, which song they like the best, uh, or the texting. And so, or perhaps if they didn't get anything, they would just choose it themselves. Um, so that would go on for the for the hour, and sometimes Timmy Mallet used to go uh, over the ten o'clock um, thing. Um, it, it, the, the jingle, the news jingle, always kind of. I, I I used to love that news jingle. I don't know why. There was something about that news jingle I really liked. It's like a bass kind of sound, really really nice sound. And he played the last song from Madonna. And then it just kind of together. It was like the same kind of frequency, same kind of sound. Not up, not down. Just in, just exactly right. For the song and the jingle, and it just went. It's like Madonna, it was a Madonna track. It's like it just went into. It just integrated into that into the uh, jingle. I just thought, wow, that's really cool. <laughs> I thought that was really really cool. Um, but yeah, that that was the the days then, and uh, you know, the pop stars were, um, were were the were the star were the real stars. Um, of the world really and um, of course it wasn't just music um, the 80s saw the best children's programming we have ever seen or will ever likely to see ever again uh, just having a drink of of my uh, cherry coke diet cherry coke by the way um, we had um, all types of different things. Um, Danger Mouse uh, used to be produced um, at um, Cosgrove, um, pick, um, what do they call it, Cosgrove Entertainment, in, in Cholton, in Greater Manchester. Um, Cosgrove Productions, that's right. Um, uh, that If that had been going today, I might have been going down there to have a quick look. But um, 
Oh, I, I would have definitely have gone down there without question, but it's, it's all gone now. Um, be nice to uh, actually go down to see if anything has been built there. Or it's just might be just the same. Hmm. So, so I mean, I'm thinking about these things. Um, we had um, remember Pipkins. I used to come home from school very early on in my secondary education um, because. Of, of many reasons really but one of them is that I was fucking really hungry and that was the main reason plus the fact that I hated school anyway and so I would come home sometimes and pretend that I was unwell <laughs> my mum and dad knew I, wasn't, I was, was lying but what could they do you know and, and my dad just tricked me and said he said to me, said, well, what are we going to, you know, I could hear them talking about my dinner, innit? And he said, he said what are we going to, we're going to have to give him some dinner. And, he, and, and I heard them say, we better go to the chipper then. And he goes, Dad, do, do, do you want chips and gravy from the chipper? <laughs> Suddenly, I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean? <laughs> and I used to be able to. I, I, beautiful chips and gravy. If, if, I, I always, it's the same now. Even if I have chips and gravy in the in the afternoon, I enjoy it better than I do at any other time. So um, it's really weird how it's still the same. Really weird. But um, I used to enjoy it over, over the afternoon, and uh, you know, fill, fall up feeling really good and everything. And uh, just used to watch uh, Pipkins and uh, Hartley Hare and uh, Play School. Um, back in them days. And play school was quite interesting. And then Mr. Ben as well. Now Mr. Ben was, was a cartoon like no other. Like no other. Um, fantastic um, imagination this, uh, the, the script writer had. Brilliant, brilliant imagination. Um, and um, he used to have this, um, it was a cartoon, full cartoon. Um, for, his, for his day, you know, it was back in the 80s. It's it stood the test of time. It still is really good, considering that we've got like all these latest fucking techniques and everything. It's still it's still really really good. So anyway, you used to have this guy um, that used to be on a street, and you know this this you can see the street if you think about a very old type street, and uh, loads of kids playing about. Like he used to do in the in the eighties, actually, he used to be able to all his kids playing not with knives and drugs and stuff, you know, but actually genuine genuine kids, you know, playing playing along and everything. And um, all the druggies have caused all so much damage to this country. Yes, I know, I know, I know. So so um, so we used to, so the cartoon would be like like a a, a big big um, um, block, you know, it's a huge big road. And with houses and kids playing and people walking about and enjoying themselves, basically, which people don't do anymore. And and then Mr. Ben would uh, he, he had this like uh, black bowler hat and uh, black suit and uh, a white shirt, and he used to walk uh, to this um, shop, this barber shop. Uh, and it's really strange. He used to go into this shop. He used to meet this guy, this really weird looking, looks like a 60s type fucking weirdo. And he used to sit him down 
into a cubicle. I don't know. It wasn't. I think it was. I don't know what it was. It was a hairdresser's or something. Like that. I can't remember right. Well, it can't. Couldn't have been an hairdresser's because he was sat in a cubicle. Must have been some kind of um, shop or something. Um, so it just shows you. I, don't, I can't remember everything. So he used to sit down in this cubicle, and then it, the the um, he would draw. It must be. He can't. He couldn't have been a, an hairdresser's. Um, take that one back. Um, so he sat down, and. Um, he would just mysteriously, um, and I mean mysteriously, magically, go into a different time. Um, so, <coughs> it, that's where the imagination went. It's crazy. It used to be all types of different things. Um, his, you know, you go back into history. Um, and the adventure would start. And then suddenly, he would come out of it again. He'd find himself back into the shop, and then back back home he goes. <laughs> I just found I just I honestly, uh, if you you must watch it, it's on it's on YouTube. It is absolutely fantastic. It's great for the kids. Absolutely fantastic. I would definitely if, if I had, if, I, if, I, if if I had kids here in Manchester, I would definitely um, play play Mr. Ben to them. It's good education. Um, so you had, you, had, uh, you had that, obviously, um, you know, the other things. I used to like watching Joss's Giants. Um, that was pretty cool. Uh, Grange Hill, kind of, Grange Hill was a kind of, um, it was like me back, you know, I hated school. All the way through, I hated it. But, um, so when I watched Grange Hill, it was like repeating itself to me. And I thought, you know, this is not good, you know. I, I don't want to come. I don't want. I don't want to see it. I don't want to see anything to do with school. I hated it. But Grange Hill gave me kind of the same kind of feeling. The things that were going on in Grange Hill was similar to what was going on in in my school, and I kind of related to it a little bit. It was quite good in that way. But uh, yeah, it was. Uh, it wasn't my favourite program. Um, I used to watch Spitting Image quite a lot. My mum and dad used to let me. It was, that was later on in my, in my secondary education. My mum and dad used to let me uh, stay up and watch it at ten o'clock uh, till ten thirty. They let me watch it. That was nice of them, wasn't it? <laughs> um, but I used to found. I, I don't know why, but I found uh, Spitting Image really, really funny, and I didn't understand anything. It was because spitting image was something to do with political stuff. Um, it always has been, but I think it was the um, animals and the things they were doing that made me laugh the most. You know, I used to see like um, two. You know, the queen would be there, and the king, not the king, um, the queen. Yeah, the queen and king in it, and um, and all the people, all all the, all the royals, and then the two dogs would be shagging each other. In the background, <laughs> Do you know, something like that. That would. That's what would, and it still would make me laugh today, even you know. So, 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 um, something like that is. I really, I really found really, really funny. Remember that green party thing? That was the funny one as well. You know, where all the green, green party people, and they were all like, um, like a couple of humans, and the rest of them were like potatoes and onions and cauliflowers. They were all all laughing at each other. 
thought that was so funny, man. I, I still, I still, I still got that. Um, to be honest with you, I've got the recording of it, and I still find it funny. Because like, because the green party are just like the the tree people in it. Like they, they, <laughs> they only care about like allotments and stuff like that. So that's what that. So I mean, so it was really, really funny, and. Um, so I was pleased that my mum and dad let me watch that. It, was, it just made me day, well, made me evening anyway. But obviously the next day I had to go to bloody school. Oh, I bloody hated that. But at least I got to watch Spitting Image anyway. Um, um, Wheels of Gummidge and Aunt Sally, another good one. Um, we used to watch a programme called Chips. That was a, a that, was, that wasn't a, a particularly children's series. But it was uh, something that you, you know, it was you could watch as a kid. Um, but I think adults uh, liked it too. Um, Littlest Hobo, that was another one. Um, what was the, what was the other ones? House on the Prairie used to watch. Um, what's that? Lassie. That Lassie um, was quite a good one. Um, uh, what's that? The horse one. Can't remember the name of it. Um, there was a horse, a black horse. Um, I forgot the name of it, but that was a, another one we watched quite a lot. Um, all these little things that. So back in the eighties um, and nineties, mainly the eighties, um, it was just like we had the best music of any decade. Pure star, I mean, your Premier League stars, um, and also the best uh, children's programming. Um, and obviously, because I was into music uh, more than anything else, um, I watched the music programs mostly, and I always look forward to um, Saturday, um, the Saturday music shows that they had. I remember talking, reminiscing, now we're here, as a kid, I think I enjoyed on a Saturday um, morning more than anything else, um, I mean literally, that's why I can remember, was when me, my, my friend and my two sisters, and it, I think, yeah, me, me and my friend and my two sisters, and me, me, um, me other friend, uh, two friends and my sisters, we used to go to um, Moss Side uh, Leisure Centre uh, to to go for go go to swimming, and um, it was just so much fun. I couldn't swim, but I think the biggest reason why I enjoyed it the most was um, the smell of the chlorine, but also what I got afterwards, and that was. Um, we used to go to this cake shop. It was like some kind of cake shop in Moss Side um, precinct um, because the sports centre used to be in the precinct. And we used to go, I don't know what it was called, it was some kind of bakery. And I used to get um, a cream, oh no, wait a minute, a fudge, a fudge slice, a chocolate fudge slice. I always got one. I mean, they, they, they saved me one. <laughs> I was always getting it. And I didn't change it. I always loved that. That's one of the things. As soon as I came back, it was like a treat. And I'll never forget that. 
that, that I, I mean, it was literally, like, in my element. Literally in my element. I really enjoyed that. Coming back home was just felt so good. And, um, yeah. So there you go. And that, obviously when I came back, I would um, put, you know, that was that was when I was uh, in my primary school. That wasn't in my secondary school. That was my primary school when I was um, probably about ten, nine or ten, and uh, very young age. Um, but yeah, the, got might as well use this up now. I've only got six minutes left. So yeah, back in back in the day, people were totally different. Totally different than they are today. You know. There wasn't um there wasn't as much drugs. Um, that's what's fucked this country up. And there was nothing there, there was some knocking about, you know, what it wasn't mm -hmm. completely clear. But it, it wasn't like it is today. And people had respect for each other, you know. You could leave your door open and all that. And uh, it's a shame, man. I think I honestly think it's something to do with rap music. You know, I think once once the once the um, the American rap scene rap started becoming part of things, um, that's when things fucked up. We we were all right before then. And I, I genuinely believe that. I'm not just dissing people, I'm just actually saying what I feel. Because I, I went through it. I know. And the moment US rap came to the UK, that's when things fucked up. The UK fucked up. Simple as that. But again, it's all about choice, isn't it? Do you know what I mean? We didn't need to do it, but... That's what fucked it all up. That's what's messed up our country. In my opinion. So you got people, dickheads like Eminem, Dr. Dre, and Snoop Dogg. These dickheads. These fucking, absolute fucking clowns. Um, and I've called fucking Snoop Dogg a clown to his, to his fucking, you know, his Twitter account. Fucking the, fucking the nation up. I, I, I tell him, I tell him all the time. It's you're responsible, partly responsible, for all these fucking dickheads with psychosis now. Do you think it's fucking right just because you're a superstar? You should be. You know, so so. Um, got five minutes, guys. <laughs> uh, they're so irresponsible. Totally irresponsible. But yeah, that's, and obviously Eminem and Dr. Dre nearly died from it. They don't go on about that, do they? That's good. they should, what they should do is come out and say, I, you know, Eminem should go and say, look, you're fucking your life up, man. You know, make some songs anti-drugs. Be responsible. But is it too fucking late? That's the thing. But that's, I genuinely believe this, guys. That's what's fucked this country up. The moment US rap came in and people started liking it, that was it. We were fucked. Now look at the sh look at look at us.
Gong, 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 Gong. Anyway, guys, so um, that was history. But into the future, we've got the biggest deadlegs on the fucking planet. And they don't give a shit. It's all about money. They'll fuck your life up. They don't give a fuck. But karma is a bitch. And I truly believe karma has definitely happened in this fucking place. And it fucking, there's more to come. So anyway, you, you have to sit back and enjoy what you had in the 80s. If you brought, was brought up in the 80s. And remember all the good things that have happened. And um, look, look to see what else can happen in the future. Um, there's some really, really good people out there doing great things for people. And whilst there's still nice people around, um, there's a chance. So never give up, guys. And remember your days. Remember the 80s music scene. Remember the 80s, um, you know, the, the, show, the children's programming. And try to go back to these places. Like, like I'm going to go and have a look to see if Crossgrove Productions are still around. To see if it's still there. Go back to your schools if they're still there. Even if they're not still there, they still can go back and just reminisce. Although I won't, I won't be going back to my school. <laughs> but, you know, if you like school, then reminisce, go back, and just remember all the good times. It makes you feel so good, you know. So, I'm going to go now, guys. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, a little bit more than the, um, the charts that I've given. I just thought I'd uh, give you something more than, um, because I've not been on for a while. Um, so I thought I'd give some more and uh, some a bit interesting afterwards too. Um, so no disrespect to the United States, by the way, when I say it's U.S. Uh, rap scenes fuck the U.K. up. Um, no disrespect to the United States because I know this goes to you, the U.S. But um, yeah, I'm not. I, I'll tell Dr. Dre. I'll tell Eminem. I've already told Stink Dog how messed up this fucking country is because of his fucking shit. Music-wise, they're fantastic, right? Absolutely fantastic. I'm not dissing them for that. But um, for their message about drugs and um, and violence and stuff, um, they have completely fucked this country up. And just partly, remember the word, capital P, partly destroyed it. Partly fucked this country up. So I'm going to redact everything, but I'm going to say partly because, of course, it's their choice and the successive governments and the laws of this land that have also fucked this country up. Um, so it plays a part, doesn't it? But, yeah, there you go. So that's my opinion, and I'm entitled to it. Thank you very much. Take care, everyone, and I'll see you again next week with only the chart next week. I just thought I'd give you a little bit more this week. Take care. Have a great weekend. Bye-bye for now.